what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome to the Coach's Mind Podcast with Coach Curtis Williams and Coach Mike Urso. This podcast is to help those who want to be extraordinary health and fitness coaches by breaking down the tools and strategies they need to grow and develop their craft so they can become top of their class and build a business that contributes to personal and professional growth. Hey, what's going on everybody? Curtis and Mike today on the podcast. We want to talk to you a little bit about uh, value sets and goals. Essentially, what is your own personal value set? How does that make up the person that you see yourself as or the person that you are becoming? I don't want to say trying to become because Mike actually <laughs> on the last episode pointed out a really good point. It's who I am growing into, so to speak, as of who I am trying to grow into. Um, the way you frame things matters, right? So uh, today we really want to talk about the value set and goals. And I think Mike has a really, really good way of looking at this. So I'm going to kick this off and let this man drop some knowledge for you. Cool. Yeah. Um, so... The way I kind of see it is, and, and a lot of this is rooted in the Precision Nutrition Level 2 course, obviously the year-long program um, that we went through that is very intensive, um, is a lot about, there's kind of three levels to this, right? So you've got, um, a person is kind of shaped by their identity, right? So you've got identity, values, and then your actual goal, like the things you want to achieve. And you, you kind of have to, a lot of people will just throw out a goal. This is what I want to achieve. You know, we've used the, I want to lose 15 pounds and lose weight. You know, that's that's kind of like the, the, the standard that we hear with a lot of people, a lot of clients especially. The problem with that is, is uh, and we talked about this in the past on previous podcasts, is, you know, intrinsic motivation is the most powerful thing. So how are we getting to why that person wants to lose that goal? Because if, if we're just throwing a goal out there and we're not saying, why are we trying to achieve this? What's 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 the real purpose behind it? Why is it important to me that I achieve this? Um, we're really just kind of you know throwing crap at the wall to see if it sticks. And I guess we could say shit on this. We just have to put explicitly. On it. <laughs> why but, not? Why but not? why not? Because that's what I really want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. But is but but I think like we we have to find what the deeper um, seated reason is for that person. So that's where values and identity come in. Now. Identity is kind of where we need to start. Identity is like, what, who am I? Like, so if I, if someone asks me who is like, you know, yes, of course I'm Mike Urso, but who is Mike? And if someone asked me that, who is Mike? And I've asked people this before. So I've been across from somebody in assessment and uh, meeting them, you know, very, very much for the first time. And it's a really good question to get people to um, kind of just think about a little bit and we talked about questions in the past and the power of questions but asking some not a lot of people say you know who am I like you know what am I about you know what do I believe in so we kind of let we ask that question who is Mike or who is Curtis and you kind of just stop and listen and people well what do you mean when you know is usually the question you get back well you know what I mean is who are you who do you who do you feel like you are as a person and that's when people start to kind of look a little bit deeper into well I'm a dad. Um, I am a hard worker, you know, and people start making these associations with different qualities or characteristics or um, just, uh, you know, things that they would like to be or they are not. And so from there, as a coach, we have to look and say, do they feel like they're that person or are they trying to be that person? So, so essentially right. what you're doing is creating a little bit of introspection for them. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we're asking that question that helps them kind of look inside and basically say, 
you know what, I, I, I need to figure out who I am first, because a lot of people don't ask that question when they're going and when they're, you know, just again, blindly just saying, I want to lose weight or I want to lose 15 pounds. It's like, they haven't really done the soul searching that much a lot of times. And, and what I'm saying is, is by doing that soul searching and asking yourself, who am I? What is my identity? We start to now be able to drive a little bit more of the things that we value. Okay. So, so from there we've, we found out, you know, who we are. So, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a dad, I'm, you know, a hardworking person. I'm, you know, I'm loving, I'm caring to the people around me. I want to see people do better. That's the type, that's, that's, that's who I am. That's who I identify with. Um, some people may have a completely different answer on the other side of the spectrum. They may say, I'm not a very confident person. You know, I'm, um, self-conscious that the, and, and that's where we need to, as coaches start to start with that, you know, that whole change process. But, but at least it puts it out there and says, this is, um, this is where this person is. We kind of lay it out. And, and so now we have better direction on how to coach that person. If they already have a very clear picture of who they are. Um, great. We move on to what are the things that are important to you or your values. If they don't, we need to we need to first get a solid um, kind of base of what do they think of themselves? Who do they who do they identify with? So um, going on to the values. So now we've got you know this person. They know who they are. We've helped them identify who they are as a person by kind of helping them through that talk. We now go to what are the things most important to you in your life? And a lot of people, you know, for me. It's my kids. It's my family. It's to see myself continuously growing, and it's uh, and, and and that's personally, that's professionally, but it's also um, the things that are most value that I most value. They're not possession things. These are things that you can't really um, buy, so to speak. You have to actually put time in to develop and um, and and nurture. Um, so for me, the the values are a really important integral piece because now we know what we put um, what we put our attention into. What are our priorities? What are the things that, um, if all was to be crazy around us, these are the things that we would put the most focus and attention to, right? So those are the things that we value. Again, most people have a good idea of those. Now, if they're if those values don't align with who they feel they are as a person, this is again where the coach has to come in and help them maneuver um, around some of those those questions that they have themselves and help them align the identity with the values. Now, this is this is the easy part. The goal setting the goal is actually the easy part when somebody knows who they are and what they value. The goal is actually the easy part. But 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 what's great about this whole process and why we you know these things are these value sets and goals are so important is because when we can lay it all out for somebody as a coach and and again goes back to the power of questions and help them see help them talk through this out loud they really begin that change process because now we're we're teaching them something about themselves right that they that was already within them we've just helped to draw it out of them does that make sense it makes perfect sense yeah 100 percent um I, you know, I kind of got, I kind of spaced there a little bit because as you were talking, I couldn't help but think back to Tony Robbins when uh -huh. he talks about uh, the six basic human needs. Right? Yes. Because yeah. it falls right in line with everything that you just said, right? 100%. So it's just like it completely clicked with me as you were explaining the difference between creating that identity, then uh, following up with the values. You're right. The goal is the easy part, right? Right. But a big part of how we do that is trying to identify with what Tony Robbins says is there's six basic human needs. So mm -hmm. essentially, um, it's certainty. It's uncertainty, it's feeling of importance, connection and love, growth, 
and to contribute beyond ourselves. Yeah. So uh, in a uh, community or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Like our community service or something. Sure. Um, so with that being said, the way that he looks at it is one of these is your top mm. need. Right. And so there's a hierarchy of these six, basically, like they all have a they all have an order of importance to you, to each individual. And that order of importance is different for everybody. Totally. Totally. Right. So exactly what Mike said, you know, mine may be uh, Mike's may be growth. Mine may be certainty and so on and so forth. Right. And And it doesn't necessarily matter the order. But what does matter is figuring out. As a person, what are those things? Now, can I, before you go too far, yeah, can yeah. I ask you a question? So, because yeah. some people may be confused that are listening to this on certainty, uncertainty, you know, significance. What do those mean or what would be some of those examples for an individual? Right? Got it. Got it. That's a really good point. So, so certainty is more along the lines of like, hey, you know, you have this job. It may not be, I use this as a good, I use this as my example because I, f- I feel like it's a common thing for most people, but it may not be like your dream job or the best job, but it's certain and you know you got a job and you so know it's, it's predictable, not yeah. It's predictable, you got know it. your paycheck, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah, and yeah. so that certainty so is a com- certain comfort, yeah. Comforting, right? Okay. You don't, you don't want to leave that, right? Yeah. Then on the other end of uncertainty is that idea of people do like to, um, get adventurous, explore, do X, Y, and Z. And that may not be a job per se. It just could be travel. People mm. love travel, right? Yeah. Um, and Spontaneity. Yeah yeah, 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 right? Exactly. So that type of stuff is what kind of falls in the uncertainty category okay. for people, right? Um, then that feeling of importance. Like, as humans, we are naturally social creatures, right? So we want to be around people that not only are kind of in line with what we think and what we do and so on and so forth, but we also want to feel important to those people. Like we don't want to just kind of be like, you know, fly on the wall type of thing, just hanging out. We actually want to feel like, um, to some level of degree, we are important to this person. So this is kind of like, if I can relate it to social media, for example, this is you looking at your likes and seeing, you know, are people paying attention to me is what I'm doing you know, actually matter out there. You know what I mean? Totally. So yeah. if so, here's the thing. If we break it down, technically, I guess there could be two versions of it, right? Because there is on, you like to, I, I know a lot of, I've heard you mention a lot of time where it's like surface level versus getting deeper, right? right, right. And I feel like that example is correct and that's more surface level. Mm-hmm. But then you have people who are like, want to feel important in their family, right? Like who's the rock that holds your family together? When you yeah. think about that, you probably have one person and to them, it may not be, um, it may not be on the forefront of their mind that like it's the feeling of importance that that is like mm. their driving factor. But like perfect example is my dad. Like he's definitely the rock in our family, and I know he likes that. Like mm-hmm. he enjoys being the person to take care of everybody. He enjoys feeling important and, and holding everybody together like yeah. glue, right? So for him, that's probably up there. It may not be number one, but I bet it's probably up there, mm-hmm. right? So there is kind of different levels of it. Yeah. Um, but then when we go to connection and love. That is pretty straightforward. You know, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a spouse, but that is the easiest example. Yeah, but this is kind of different than being feeling significance, right? Definitely. Meaning, like, it's more about feeling, um, feeling like people care about you. Not, yes. Not, not, not from a, um, you know, people notice me type of thing, but more so, I, I want people to feel like there's some sort of connection with me on a, on a more visceral level, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is like the deeper level than significance. Totally. Totally. Right. So surface level, we're getting a little deeper. This is like, we all know the difference between like and love, 
right? And, yeah, like, I right. could, I would argue that, like, that first point you made is kind of, like, yeah. like type of thing. I mean, yeah. you, you did mention Instagram likes, so yeah. right in that category, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but then love on the other side is, like, it's a very different thing. Like, the love you have for your daughter. Yeah. Very, very different very, thing yeah. than what you have for, um, you know, just a, a friend's, friend's daughter. Yeah, yeah a friend's daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. Perfect, right? right different yeah. example. But, uh, but then there's growth. We both know that one. Um, growth is just the constant... Uh, idea of pushing yourself forward, always mm-hmm. growing. Like for me, I, I say all the time, like, hey, there's never going to be an amount of money that's enough for me. And that's not because I'm greedy. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't think that I'll ever make enough money for me to stop pushing myself to learn and do more things, right? right. Just because that's who I like to be. I like structure. I like to, I, I'm going back to college. I, I'm about to be 30 and I'm, I'm back in community college because I didn't finish, you know, first time around. And it's mm-hmm. only because I want to prove that I can do it. I want to push myself to that point, right? Yeah. And, it's and you not... want to feel that accomplishment that comes yeah. with it of, 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 you know, getting up that next rung on the ladder. But again, once you get to the top of the mountain, that's really nice. But like, what's the next biggest mountain I can climb? Totally. Right. And I think we all as humans have that mindset. Definitely. You know, within us, it's, it's, and, and I've heard it say a couple of times, like if a plant or something is not growing, it's dying. Yes. You're, there's no kind of limbo. There's no kind of, you're just standing still. So if you're not, you know, doing those things to better yourself for, for us as coaches, seeking out continuing education, um, looking for that harder client to coach, right? That may have a, a couple more issues that you haven't dealt with before that pushes you to really stretch yourself um, as a coach. If you're not looking for those growth opportunities, then you are kind of going backwards in a sense, right? Totally. I couldn't agree more, yeah. man. It's like, and, and some people honestly are, are kind of okay with the status quo. And guys, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what works for you. I know a handful of people like that, right? right. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you're totally right. I think on some level, we all have this growth in us and it just it just matters. Like, is it where it is on the hierarchy of importance for you? Right. And we go from there. Yeah. But then the last one um, is to contribute beyond ourselves, right? Mm. So um, when it comes to like community service or something, I know it doesn't strike people as the most fun uh, to do on a daily basis, but I think we all could agree if you've had some opportunity, right? Not everybody has, but if you've had some opportunity to give back and do some sort of community service like that, in the moment, it feels really good. Now, if you're not jumping up and down to go do that thing right now, then yeah, it may not be the first thing on your list. But at the end of the day, um, it is something that I think we all feel good when we get away from ourselves for a minute and help other people, whether yeah. it is community service or it's just a simple, like in the, in the coach client situation, like it, for us, a lot of times, like it feels good to help people on a daily basis. I, yeah. I love watching them grow. So that's, that's yeah, good for and, me. And volunteer work is great. I mean, yeah. I think especially when you, and, and I think when we're talking about contribution, we're, we're talking about doing uh, something of service to others that you're not looking for anything in return. Exactly. And that's a big thing. I think that we, we, and, and so if I can kind of go off of those six basic human needs that he talks about, uh, if I recall correctly from, from listening to him talk about it, it's growth and contribution that are the two most needs that are the most fulfilling to us as, yes. as needs, right? Yeah. So if we were to put those two at the top of our list, growth and contribution as our basic human needs, we would be living the most fulfilled life we could be. And then the other four will kind of be in there in some whatever order they are for you. Um, 
I think, you know, if we had to, I don't want to say any of them are negative in any way, but I would say significance is probably not one that should be too high up in regards to a basic human need. If you're living more altruistically, for example, absolutely, because now, now we don't want to, because he uses a good example in some of his, um, in some of his, uh, uh, speeches where he talks about significance being, if I remember, you know, there's these, you know, people who go into these churches and mass murder people, right? it's a great way for somebody to have to fulfill their need of significance who have nobody knows who they are you know they're just a speck on the earth and immediately to go and shoot people and be on the news is a is a great way to become very significant very quickly in an instant and so that fulfills people's basic human needs and as sad as that is you know again we look at that as those are the people who we we uh, are so far from idolizing in any way possible that um that's that's kind of the choice that they make to become significant right so um it's re- it's really interesting to see and i wonder if there's a like a, a test or an exam out there that they've put together that you can see where you rank based on asking specific questions there must be if we dig into it a little bit it'd be cool to research that and see if we could put that in the show notes or something. Yeah, it'd be cool. I, honestly, I, I bet there is. And thinking back to the episode, I think he mentioned something along those lines. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I definitely have to research Because I'd be interested in seeing kind of where I rank based on specific questions that were asked to me. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, kind of like a um, uh, Myers-Briggs uh, yeah. personality test, you know, something yep. like that. So yeah. There's tests for everything nowadays. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure we <laughs> yeah. can find it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, j- jumping back on the train with, uh, with the value sets, right? So... I think that, you know, when once you figure out who you are, there are times where you're going to find yourself like, you may not be super happy with that version right mm. now, right? Um, I think a lot of people find that. Yeah. And, and often, myself included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's okay, though, right? Because we have to remember that um, things are never going to be perfect, and if you are, for example, let's use a couple different examples. If you're like Mike and you're a high achiever and you're pushing and you're go, 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 um, then yeah, you might never hit that point where you're like, I am perfectly satisfied because I don't think that speaks to who you are intrinsically, right? Yeah. Um, Growth would definitely be very high on my basic need list, I feel like. Exactly. If I was to take a test. Totally. Yeah, if right. not like one of my top two. Exactly. If, if not right? my top, yeah. Yeah. So so that's so so there's so there's that, right? Um, but then there's also that sense of like, unfortunately, society pushes a lot of things on us, right? So there's a lot of shoulds. You should be doing this or mm. should be doing that type of thing. Um, and then that may also make you feel slightly unhappy with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think when it if we go back to Mike's original point of figuring out that identity, it's super important because if you're letting outside perspectives or, or society or whatever it is kind of shape where you should be going as as a human being for yourself um and we use the super superficial i want to lose 10 pounds or 15 pounds right now because the magazine cover says i don't look in this bathing suit or whatever it is right um that's probably not going to be sustainable so i know i think i heard you mention that earlier on we were talking about uh longevity of being able to do this something that's sustainable and that intrinsic motivation that lasts a long time mm-hmm. right i think right. um you might have even mentioned something about like uh doing this for for grandkids to be able to move and function with yeah. them long term well, well here's an example like if i can give a specific example yeah, let's please. say you like you go to the doctor and you obviously know that you've been out of shape for a little while 
the doctor says you got to lose 15 pounds, right? You, you know, you're not trending in a good direction. So uh, 15 pounds is, is going to put you in a healthier place. It may change some of these blood markers for, you know, your cholesterol may go down, triglycerides might go down. Um, you know, we, we need to lose about 15 pounds. So that's going to spark something in somebody, right? That's somebody's telling you what, what you need to do. And basically, so you're going to go, you're going to start a workout program, maybe join a gym, and then you're going to start working out. But what's going to keep you going? Is the doctor telling you you need to lose 15 pounds going to keep you going? Probably not because it's it can light a spark. And this is where intrinsic motivation is great. And somebody telling you what to do, how to get started is great to get you going. But what's going to keep you going? And that's the big thing. And that's where we talk about intrinsic motivation and finding deeper meaning behind what it is we want to accomplish. So after you go to the doctor and you kickstart that workout program, where, where do you go from there a week, two weeks later when that dies off? Yeah? You, you're, you're removed now from the doctor for a while. They're not there in your ear reminding you that you need to lose these 15 pounds. You fall back into your old habits of you know staying up watching Netflix for two, three hours a night, night over a bowl of you know ice cream or whatever it is that you enjoy. Dark, a lot of people, dark chocolate, and that's it's great. I mean, but people are overeating most of it. Um, yeah. So... You know, where do we go from there? And this is where the, the intrinsic motivation really, really makes the biggest difference. And we know this as coaches working with people, um, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, that once we find that, we've seen so much more success with those people that we've coached to, you know, what do I value? Who am I as a person? And how are those things related to what I want to accomplish? And when you make those ties together, that's where the real magic happens. Absolutely. And so, so many... If you guys are listening, write a few of that down because there's so many good points there. But what I think is going to be real valuable for everybody, Mike, is let's let's dive into a little bit of how you found some of your value sets mm -hmm. and your identity. Like, if I did ask you that, I don't mean to put you on the spot, no. but if I did ask you, like, who, who is Mike? What do we what do we get from that? Like, who, who That's are you? That's a good question. Mike? So, so some of the things I mentioned before, right? I uh, I know who I, I I think a lot of us know who we're not. Yes. First, and we do yeah. that by trial and error of testing things, um, you know, making mistakes, uh, falling flat on our face a lot of times, and a lot of things we go out and we try to do. Whether that's you know trying to get a job and working for a large corporation, to um, you know trying out something brand new like a, a sport, you know that you've never done before, and realizing you're not good at it. Um, so there's a lot of different things. So for me, I realized a lot what I didn't know about myself and and a lot of the, my flaws and a lot of my um, things that I was really self-conscious with and, um, and 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 I got that from realizing what was I avoiding right so I kind of looked at what what am I what am I um, keeping myself from doing what am I missing out on because I'm too afraid or I'm too self-conscious or I'm I'm afraid to, to, to fail at something, so I'm not even going to attempt it. And that kind of gave me a lot of direction into who I was and who I wasn't happy with who I was. And so I realized that I needed to make that change as who I identified myself with. I'm not a person who's trying to be better or trying to grow. I am a person who grows. And this is where that talk where we where we talked about change talk and the and you know, we have this voice in our head all the time. And this is where affirmations really became a big part of my daily thing. We talked about my my daily journal about, you know, what are what are some of the things that you know you do well every day? Let's reflect on those and let's repeat them over and over. If it's the same thing I'm writing in my journal every day, great because it's the same affirmation that I'm telling myself who I am. Eventually, you know, even if I'm 
a little bit removed from that, I'm moving towards it to actually becoming that person. But I don't, I don't get there unless I tell myself that's who I am, right? For example, uh, just saying, you know, I'm a person who, who, um, you know, stays up late and works hard when everybody else is sleeping. That's a really hard person to identify with a lot of, a lot of times because you're overworked all day. You have things you want to achieve still. And you know that, you know, I, I just need to put a little bit more time in when everyone else is sleeping, you know, like writing an extra blog post at nighttime or doing research for a podcast, you know, do, can I stay up a little bit later and, and accomplish that? And I say to myself a lot of times, like I was in the past, now I'm, I, I, I am that person, but I wasn't aligning the actions with what I actually, you know, wanted to do. So I knew deep down that I wasn't that person. So I had needed to make that change, not by actually doing it. And a lot of times taking action first is really important to believing you are that person, but I needed to start telling myself I was that person in that moment and taking action on it right away. And when I started melding those two things together, I started to say to myself, and I still do this today, I am a person who takes action. So this could mean for me, and that's probably the biggest, the biggest identity that I've created for myself is I am a person who takes action. This is like walking through my house and seeing a toy on the ground and instead of stepping over it, I'm a person who takes action and I pick it up and I put that toy away. Um, you know, I see a couple crumbs on the kitchen floor or a dish in the sink. And instead of putting my, you know, my bowl or my plate in the sink and not just loading it right into the dishwasher, I look at that and I say, I'm a person who takes action. And I take that and I put it where it's supposed to go. And, and the steady stream of these actions start to happen. And guess what happens? Procrastination actually starts to dissolve and I become that action taker. And so my identity becomes more solidified through these actions, right? But you have to marry both of those together. Okay. Um, and then for me moving on from there, what are the things that I value? So I now know who I am. I'm a person who takes action. I'm a person who works really hard. I'm a dad. Um, all of those things that I, I'm a good dad. Most importantly, um, I'm a dad who spends time with his kids, not on my cell phone and have them competing for time with my cell phone. Um, so those are all things I really try to identify with. And once I know that's who I am, not just who I want to be, but that's who I am, now I can look at, well, what are the things that I value? I value making sure that I can teach my my daughters things, like helping them read, um, you know, helping them have a deeper understanding for the world around them. When they ask questions, I'm a person who stops what I'm doing and actually answers them. Not I'll, not, I'm a person who just teaches my kids things. But, you know, again, I relate it back to my identity. I'm an action taker. So when they ask me, I stop what I'm doing and I do it. So everything kind of goes together. And so those goals, actually, they're important still. It's important for me to still have those goals, but but it's the identity of who I who I resonate with and it's the values, the things that I, that, that I create that are important to me that are the things that actually are more powerful than the goals that drive me forward. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. And, um, I really want to unpack this a little bit for everybody who's listening guys. When you listen to Mike talk about his values and how he's created his identity and who he is, there's not he doesn't have like this big mission statement, right? It's not this super long, couple page paper of like this is who I am and everything I've been through in X, Y, and Z, right? And we do have our story and we have all that. But literally his identity comes from a person who takes action and all this amazing stuff stems from there. Mm-hmm. Right? But like it, it start it's it started with well, I'm sorry, what did you say right before it takes action? You said you started with um Um just kind of like an affirmation. Right? Yeah. Like a like a thought. So it's like a self talk. So I say to I say to myself 
I'm a person who takes action and then I marry it with the actual physical. So it's the thought and the physical together working in unison to actually move me forward. Yeah. But, but what I, so I, I, uh, totally, totally got that when you just said affirmation, it reminded me the first thing you said was I'm a person who stays up late and works. Right. Right. And yeah. then that, yeah, yeah. and then that transformed into, wait, wait, wait. And that's, that's not necessarily the thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's this thing of taking action. Yeah, action right? is the, is the deeper kind of, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. So that's, so that's what caught me was like, you know, a, a lot of times, when you hear someone ask someone, "Oh, who are you? What like what? Who is uh, Curtis?" Right, and it's a, and it's a, it's elaborate. There's a lot of things going on, but I really loved how you actually consolidated, and then all this other amazing stuff yeah. came from that. So, guys, keep that in mind. It's it's something that um, you can you don't you don't have to go too too you should think on it but you don't have to go way down the rabbit hole and all of a sudden you've got three paragraphs of, of who you yeah. are. I'm sorry, but, but you got to have clarity on it. You I do. think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So obviously I've thought about this stuff before. Oh, yeah. So, so that's really important. I, I've, a lot of people don't ask themselves those questions. The fact that, and I talked about this is a great tool for people is to have a diary where you actually ask yourself hard questions that you have to answer and write them down. Because when you write them down, it forces you to have to think about them and, and again, change the state. So if you are in a bad mood that day, but you ask yourself the question uh, on your paper, what am I grateful for today? You immediately stop thinking about how bad you feel or the crap that's going on in your life and think and, and have to think about what is really good right now. Those two, two things can't simultaneously, you know, operate in your head at the same time. So a question like we talked about the other week is a great way to kind of really change the state that you're in. And, and work for more of an abundance or, or, or gratuitous type of, um, you know, mindset. So I think all those things are just really important and to, to remember as well. So Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When I said down the rabbit hole, it definitely sounded as if I meant uh, introspection isn't like the way you have to go. I, yeah. I, I apologize, guys. I didn't 100% mean it that way. I... I should have worded it differently, but the, what I was getting at was like just writing this long expose per se, yeah, rather yeah, than like yeah. consolidating and creating who you are. But you're right. I think all that comes from the, the, the journal that you created that you gave to me last week. Um, all that stuff is big because you are asking yourself the right yeah. questions. You're doing the introspection and it, and you don't have to know exactly who you are. Like in this moment, a year from now, you may slightly tweak that a little bit again. Right. right. And that's okay because we're constantly going to be growing. But like, you figured out the the values. I, I want to. I, I personally think, and you can tell me if you agree or not. But the values kind of create the the identity and the rest of it, right? Mm. And to, to me, it, it seems like identity comes first, values come second, goals come last. And mm. I and I do understand that structure, but I also feel like based on what you value and what's important to you, the um, I guess who you are kind of comes from that because now you're, 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 you want to live within those values, right? Yeah. Cause if you're not living in accordance with the things that you truly believe, then that's when you're going to be upset and, and not happy with the person that you're becoming and so on and so and forth. And we have right? to keep in mind that, pardon me, the identity may change anywhere totally, down the line. So yeah. these two, pardon me, these two things are very liquid, right? So you've got, um, uh, who you may feel like you are today could completely change. And, and for me, they have completely changed. Yeah. I wasn't always a person who was an action taker. I said it even before that. I was a person who felt 
I was self, I was self-conscious. And a lot of that was driven by taking a look at what are the things that I'm missing out on? What are the things that, um, you know, are, are, are holding me back in my life, right? What are the chance, what are the risks I'm not taking? What are the chances I'm not, you know, taking out there? And so I, I think like, those two things, the values and the, and the identity are going to, to shape shift all the time. Like you've got, um, a specific thing that you may value today, but your life can completely change in some way. A new job happens, or maybe a, a really traumatic event in your life. You know, someone really close to you passes away. Your values may change completely from that point on. Yeah. So we have to remember that if those values start to change, well, then our identity may change along with it too. So I do think you're right. I do think, yeah, while we have to form an identity first, those two things are going to change uh, with each other, right? So if your identity changes, your values change as well. And if your values change in any way, your identity changes. And and I think too, if yes. we look at it this way, if our values are changing, then some identity of us has changed, right? So if yeah. we notice the values changing, then that probably means that our identity has changed too. And we should go back to that and reassess it a little bit um, because they do drive one another. Absolutely. So, and vice versa, you know, maybe um, if my identity changes, well, then I have to take a look and say, well, what are my values now? What's what's now important to me that wasn't before or what's what's different? Yeah. Um, and that's really something important to do. And, and something I just want to mention too, because I was thinking about it a few minutes back was a lot of times people aren't going to be able to do this type of introspection for themselves. And this yeah. is a big part of why we wanted to have this conversation, I think, is, is because... Uh, a lot of people will take away from this and say, wow, this is really great stuff. Like I, I feel like I now have um, more of a strategy on how to get below the surface and make my goals, um, put, put a lot more thrust behind my goals, right? By identifying these two things of, of who I, who I, re who I resonate as and what is important to me and my values. Um, but this is where like we talk about the coaches and why the coach is so important because We'll probably talk about it, right? I think we're set up to talk about the hero's journey a little bit down the road here. Yes. Yep. But this is where a coach or um, a mentor or somebody can be a huge advantage um, for you to help guide you through that path that we don't necessarily, a lot of people don't necessarily have the skill set to be able to, to sit down, think about who am I? who are my values? It comes back to the questions, right? And, and asking yourself these questions. A lot of people don't know that they need to be asking these questions themselves. A lot of people are asking themselves the wrong questions. In fact, we talked about it in the question episode, you know, why hasn't this happened for me yet? Why am I always afraid? Not how can I, you know, change, turn this around and how can I succeed at this? So a lot of it comes down to that, but this is why a coach is so important. And a lot of people, you know, aren't going to be able to afford a coach. Maybe, um, there's a lot of people out there who would mentor you for free. I would say to anybody out there, if you've gone, if, if you can connect with somebody who's a precision nutrition level one, even especially level two coach, um, that's the type of people that will really be able to help guide you. And I'm not just pitching it because, you know, Curtis and I both went through it, but I really believe that what they've done is um, just an amazing job at being able to have so much data from all the people that they have been able to online coach and remote coach and track. They've had tens of thousands of clients that they have collected data on. So they know that using these types of assessment methods with somebody and, and this layer of introspection works to help people achieve their goals and their success rate with people achieving goals is somewhere north of like 70%, something, something crazy ridiculous, which is you know, amazing if you think about that stat of like, if, if somebody could tell you, you know, out of how many times you failed at something, you know, if you follow this program, that you have a 70% chance that you're going to be success successful at achieving it. I don't know who would not like 
you know, throw in to do something like that. So, you know, so this is, this is the only reason that I, 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 you know, I'm evangelical about, you know, precision nutrition is because the, the numbers don't lie. They've, they've done the work, they've done the data, they've crunched the numbers and, and their data just shows that, um, they have a lot of success with it. So I think that the, the overall, um, message here is, um, if you cannot do this self-assessment for yourself, you've got to find somebody who can kind of, uh, you know, help kind of, put these questions in front of you and move you forward a little bit also be willing to hold up the mirror a little because mm. there's not that many people in your life that are willing to be like hey this is this is what you look like this is what's going on right yeah. um but if you have a coach right like that's that's the coach's job the coach is supposed to yeah. find a way to help you grow and get past those things and yeah i'm gonna ask permission is it okay for me to hold right. up a mirror to you right now and kind of bounce off what you're saying a lot of times when people hear them say these things out loud or whatever they're thinking they they you know they say it to me um and maybe i bounce it off or they're just naturally like i can't believe i just said that right like because it's like because it's something that it just it awakes something in you when you have somebody who's helping you to try to get to that point from point a to point b um i shouldn't even say that because it's probably an ongoing point from point a to point yeah. whatever right yeah. well think about it this way i'm thinking i was thinking how can i put that into a metaphor for people and uh we talked about the doctor kind of lighting the fire for you. Yep. In a sense, the coach does that as well. The coach Definitely. can come in and help you sharpen the axe, help you make those first couple cuts, you know, get get a, get a little pile of wood started and get the fire going for you. But it's up to you when that coach goes away because he's not going to be with you 24-7. At the most, you may have a coach with you. Um, if it's a remote a coach, you may they may be checking in with you once a week for a half hour. Maybe they're texting you every once in a while. If you're working with a personal trainer who's also your coach, you may be seeing them one, two, three, times a week so you are uh at the mercy of yourself and, and your own device for a very long a, ve a very disproportionate amount of time so with that it's up to you to continue chopping that wood and continue shoveling it onto the fire and keep that fire burning because if you don't if you're waiting for the coach to come back and help all you know stoke that fire for you again the fire's gonna burn out Definitely. So if you do, if, and this is the point of why, why when searching for a good coach, it's got to be somebody who's teaching you something of how to be better on your own. Um, not just somebody who's teaching you some tricks and skills. And this is where I look at the definition be between a trainer and a coach and where there's a big difference. A trainer is somebody who's going to be able to teach you some skills, maybe some tricks. And then when they're gone, they're gone. And, and, you know, you haven't really had any kind of structure or plan. A coach is somebody who's going to walk you through the process. They're going to make you better on your own. They're going to be that voice in your head when you're not with them that's saying, just remember to do this or this is, remember why this is important. And that's the, that's the, the real difference for me and somebody who is a, a, a real pro, a coach versus a trainer. And that's the type of person that you want to be seeking out, you know, as, as a, as a, you know, a, a person who's looking for someone to help facilitate change in their life. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going <laughs> too I mean, much further with that, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree. I, I think honestly, anybody that you're growing from and whether it's a coach or, or a mentor or whatever the case is, like yeah. if that mentor isn't trying or coach isn't trying to help you grow in a way that you don't need them anymore, then there's a question to yes. be asked there. Like if they're need... like if they're making you dependent on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. If if they're not if they're not making it so like at some point you can essentially do their job for them and you don't need them, then then I would argue there's something wrong with that personally. Because yeah. like I, I like when if I can teach someone to do all this stuff on their own, like I'm ecstatic. Like, yeah, I may lose a client, maybe. Right. But most of the time that doesn't even happen because they're like 
you've literally been super uh, empathetic and completely like open to working with whatever I needed and really taught me to take care of myself and so on and so forth. Now I represent something for them. Yeah. So I have a lot of clients that are, you know, two, three years in and they don't need me. They really don't, yeah. but they're here because I represent a it's certain a relationship thing for yeah. them, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's part of like it goes right back to. I mean, I guess we kind of went on a slight yeah, tangent, but let's, but let's hey, keep it going okay. because there's something important in there too. And I think if you look at the coaches, right, who do have businesses where they may have these clients for you know five, ten years, you know, long periods of time. Um, that's really great. And that person, hopefully they're making progress with you, but the mark of a really good coach, in my opinion, are the ones that that one person they've been working with for five years. How many, the question you got to ask is how many people have they sent me? How many people have they referred to me because they've found so much value from what I've been able to do for them. And I always felt like, I, I am one of those coaches who wants to make people better on their own. I want them to be out there making better choices, not just because, you know, I'm they know they're with me and they have to be on their P's and Q's, but like really like really understanding how do I shop at the grocery store? You know, how do I go to a hotel and have um, you know, just these dumbbells, a treadmill, and maybe a bench and you know, maybe a cable system? Can I put together a warm-up and a strength training circuit and maybe a little bit of some metabolic work or cardio, you know, on my travel program, you know, with what I have. Can I can I do that on my own? Has my trainer or coach done enough to show me, you know, and, and taught me how to, they, they teach me the way. And so this is the hero's journey again. Has that person gave you structure? Did they just give you a couple like exercises to do? Or did they tell you, this is how we structure things so that if you are on your own, you don't need me to get a good quality workout. You can do this. Just follow these principles, right? And this is the principles versus the methods. This is the, is it uh, Emerson or Thoreau? Maybe Thoreau's quote. Whereas, like to, to methods there are many, but to principles there are few. Um, it's very important that we develop principles. And and this could be another great podcast episode. To be honest, the methods yeah. versus principles, Seriously. because we can dive deep into that. Um, and again, this is a trainer who just puts people through workouts versus you know, how does it all fit into the big picture? Exactly. And, and just from there, we can circle right back to identity values and goals. Each one is important to know about yourself, but where do all three of those buckets fit into the big picture? And when you have an understanding of those three buckets and how they, uh, they interact with one another, that's where the real magic happens, right? That's where we're really now starting to drive growth and development with that person and now you're making progress yes absolutely uh, it's it's a fun thing too to, to be able to see and be a part of and and like when i go through it for myself as well right like i've seen a lot of clients there's one client in particular that's in my mind that he's mm-hmm. like came to me at about like 305 He's 250 right now, so he's lost a pretty significant amount of weight. Mm. Um, Hit a little bit of a wall, but he's also, we're at a big transition point in his life. So he's reevaluating his values and and, um, his identity and what he's trying to do. What was it like for him when he was 300 300 plus pounds? What were his values and identity then? I mean, if he... You know, if you if you talked about it, or even if like if you had to guess, you know, based on what you know about him, I, I, I we've we've had the conversation many times. Yeah. Food was his mo- like food was his comfort. Mm. It was it was like go to stress reliever. It didn't matter like so he put a value on feeling comfortable versus almost feeling 
uncomfortable oh. and understanding that discomfort was actually the thing that would help move him forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And at that time, I think a lot of people, right? Oh yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But at that time too, we got to remember, um, most people in that situation aren't even looking to move forward. Yeah. When I first met him, obviously that's when he's, you know, he's finally putting his foot down. He's taking that step and, and really trying to, to walk forward. But it, he, our relationship actually kind of happened, um, by chance. It wasn't even necessarily that he really was seeking personal training. Mm. It just kind of happened. So I wouldn't even necessarily say he was fully there yet, but either yeah. way that, that exactly, it was comfort over discomfort. Um, it was, I hate to sound harsh, but it was like easy way out versus like the challenging stuff. Right. Um, and, and now to see, like, it's been, it's been a progress and for like for the past year and a half, it's just been like step after step. Like you said, values change, identity change, Mm -hmm. values change. And they changed dramatically probably. Totally. Almost a 180. Yes. Very dramatically. It's like I watched, I pretty, I practically watched him play ping pong with values and identity, right. For like the past year and a half. And now he's at this really comfortable point where I shouldn't say comfortable because he is going through a a big life change right now. It's huge. But, um, but right before that happened, he hit this stride in this comfortable point where his lowest was like 242 or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and he just felt like this, like I, I'm a person who exercises, like that's one identity yeah. he's created. I'm a person who, who I should say puts health first because yeah. he's exercising, he's eating really, really well and he's just, and he's committed. He didn't really have an issue with like, mm. he was like, I'm not super interested in cheat meals or flex meals or whatever. Right? Like, so this is this new identity he created, he created it for himself. But then guys, you have to remember with all his success and progress, the reason why he's taking a couple steps back and, 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 you know, weight's not the end all be all on the scale, but the reason why he climbed up a little bit, um, is because his partner, uh, got diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And so there's a lot of stress there. Tons. He's yeah. barely sleeping. He's constantly dealing with the chemo. He's got a lot of shit on his plate. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now we reevaluate again, where are your values and where, where's your identity? Yeah, and right? That's going to be completely different now. Super different. Yeah, like right? you take a back seat, Ex- you it, know, for sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So he, and that's exactly what he's done. He's taken that back seat. He's not, uh, he's not, I don't want to make him sound selfish because he's not at all, but like he's not first anymore, yeah. right? Like for a little while, like he was putting him, obviously there for his partner, but putting himself first, That that's, you yeah. know, health and fitness was his, like number one. And he hasn't missed workouts. He's still eating really, really well. Mm-hmm. He's just not really sleeping well. He's yeah. super stressed in the whole nine. So we had to take a step back and say, hey, where are we now? How are you feeling about, like, what? where are your values? Where's your identity? And decided that, like, for him right now, like, his main thing is, like, I'm just not going to give up on me. And that's, like, his new identity now. So he hasn't gained any more weight. Right. And it's been a few months. Right. He's been, but he's just been kind of hanging out where he is now because he's committed to staying pretty much on the course, right? And it's not perfect. It's not the best. But um, it's also not going back to who he was before where food was this comfort and right. that's what's like, you know, bailing him out, so to speak, where he, yeah. he's getting getting away from that discomfort. So he's been able to, you know, he's gone through cycles, right? He he got to this really good point. He was he was on the way. He was probably gonna hit his, his goal weight is about two thirty five and we we're right there. And then, you know, boom, big life change happens. Yeah. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. I told him, let's not focus on losing weight and losing the number right. unless you want to. Yeah. Right. I don't want to hold you back from anything. Yeah. But if you 
are in this place of just struggle and the, and the stress and all and you you're not working that much you had to cut your job down to like half the hours and so on and so forth yeah. like hey let's just maintain and, and create this identity of who you are here because if you can persevere and not go back down the, the rabbit hole so to speak and spiral yeah. um where you become all of a sudden somebody who lets food be that comfort and it takes over again yeah if we can avoid that yeah dude on the other side of this you're oh gonna be God. you're gonna be you're gonna rock bust star. through yeah. yeah right so that's where the breakthrough happens because yep. yeah that oh dude that's such a great story too and i'm so glad you shared that because um there's a lot of people out there in some way shape or form that are probably going through a very similar process yeah. i mean that's that's a very specific example um of of you know how a dramatic life change can really spin your values and your yeah. and your um things that you you hold important to you kind of completely in a different direction but I really think it's important to remember going back to what we said, which is the identity and the values are going to be, it's a moving target all the time. But what I like what you did as a coach was in that moment of, you know, trauma or whatever you want to call it, that dramatic life change, you you had enough wherewithal to, to see and predict, oh, this can really send him back the other direction of where we came from and we may lose all this progress. So let's at least help him understand that um, this is where you are right now and you may not put all the focus on yourself because you have somebody that you need to, you know, care for who needs your care now more than they did before because of the cancer. Um, let's be okay with, you know, prioritizing that because that's important. People need you. We need to be able to contribute beyond ourselves, but also let's not lose sight of who we are and how we got here. And if we do lose, uh, you know, track of this and we start to go back and slip the other direction back into, you know, putting on weight again, maybe not feeling the energy, you're not going to be able to be that person for your partner that, you know, you would be otherwise if you were taking care of yourself. And so, you know, maybe sleep is the one thing we can't do right now or you can't have a, a grasp on, but can we at least make sure the nutrition and the exercise are, you know, at least holding steady for now so that we don't backslip a little bit. And, um, you know, kudos to you for, for a great coaching job with that. But also, I, I think that's another thing that people really need to think about doing on their own when there is a traumatic life event or, or something like that. And, and for all the coaches out there who are listening, you know, it the, you're, you're very close to our clients and the personal um, aspect of how uh, our coaching conversations go. People let us into their worlds a lot deeper than they do their doctors. Sometimes they tell us things, you know, more, way more personal than their to their even their families or spouses. Um, so with that becomes a lot of responsibility for you to help them um, know where they are at that moment in time. Because as we've been saying this whole entire like last 45 minutes to an hour is um, these identities and values are just a snapshot in time of where you are now and they're going to change. That picture can completely change when when uh, something gets thrown into the mix that you're not expecting. And so, um, you know, going back to the kind of those basic human needs, if uh, uncertainty is something that you, you know, certainty is something that you really put a high value on and uncertainty is something that you put, um, you know, not so much a high value on and you're kind of afraid of change, a, a dramatic event like this is going to really throw a curveball in your life and it may derail that person. So um, I would say somebody like that, like the client you have, um, it's probably, I would say certainty is, uncertainty has probably moved a little bit lower in the hierarchy for this person versus certainty. So uncertainty is almost, you know, it's okay now versus, you know, being certain about something. And, and that's simply because the fact of, of the circumstances that he's now dealing with. So, 
uh, again, even those values are going to change and those, those needs, you know, again, are going to sh shift all around the place. So, um, it was really interesting stuff, man. That was a good story. I think that uh, people can take a lot away from that and how they either relate to it themselves or, um, if you're a trainer coach, um, a, a similar client who's dealt with that and, and what a great strategy to go about it is to, is to be, be a good coach to that person in those situations and help them understand where they are and, um, and, and, you know, how they don't need to completely backslide and, and keep the focus, keep the course, uh, stay the course. And, um, you know, just really, really good stuff there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think the big thing though, honestly, like, yes, as, as a coach, I, I don't ever, there's times where I'm like, no, no, you did it all. And people remind me all the time, like, no, you got to take some credit. You put in a, but like, but to be fair, man, he created that identity for him. So, yeah. so like. He just facilitated it. Right. right? But, yeah. but everything was already within him. Well, that's what, that's exactly what I was going to add is like, everything yeah. you said is spot on. Right. Yeah. But I was lucky enough that like, I didn't need to tell him, Hey, let's not worry about the backslide. I remind, I needed to remind him that we don't need to worry about take, keeping to continue to take the steps forward. Yeah. And that's what made a big difference. He was like, oh, it's it's okay. Pressure is off a little bit, right? Yeah. Right. Let me just maintain where I'm at because he doesn't want to go back up. Like, right. you know what I mean? And and um, and that, I think, taking that pressure off him, is, it was a big, big game changer. But uh, yeah. But I think the last thing, honestly, I, for, for me, I don't know if you have anything else to add, mm -hmm. but... Um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll probably have a couple points here, but like the last thing is like a couple of, of, of the strategy steps on how to, how to figure this out for people, mm -hmm. I think is going to be important. Yeah. And, um, and there's no, there's no real right or wrong, but I think Mike's onto something big time when it comes to a little bit of journaling and whether that means figuring out if you, if you guys heard the power of questions that we did, whether that means figuring out the questions that are ideal for you to ask on a, whether it's a daily basis or weekly basis or whatever the case is, whatever, whatever is best for you at the pace that you want to go right now. Um, that's going to be one important way that I think is really going to help you go, um, take things to the next level. And even if you don't write things down, because I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not a big scriber, right? I've tried the journaling and I do do it here and there. I'm just not super consistent. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was a matter of like, I thought about a lot of the things that were just not serving me well in my life and things that, um, for one, when I went younger, as I'm growing up and I'm trans, uh, transferring from, you know, teenage to adulthood, I just realized, I'm not sure where the switch flipped, but emotion was controlling a lot of my action. Mm -hmm. And I kind of figured out that it wasn't controlling my action in a good way, right? Yeah. And then from- It's interesting, I'm opposite. So logic was controlling a lot of my, actually logic was controlling a lot of my inaction. Because I told you about in the beginning, my identity was I wasn't doing things. I wasn't taking risks. I was too highly analytical and not- making making choices with my heart right yeah. and this goes back to the elephant and the rider exactly of course and it also goes back to exactly what we said where everybody's slightly different right, right. that's a really really good point where it's like you know emotion ran me logic ran mike and it's like we figured out the things that were kind of holding us back and not serving us um mike might have did a little bit more scribing i was you know what I, I guess I should say I did a little scribing because when I was younger, I used to write music and I wrote mm. things. That, so that was my outlet, right? right. Um, but most of it was was more just, you know, thought and deep thinking. But also I got myself in a few situations I didn't love. And I had to really sit back and be like, what got me here? Why am I here? Um, and I figured out like emotion was running the show. So way you too applied frequently. logic to understand the emotion. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And then I got and I got to the point where I started controlling it a little bit. But it does take some introspection and it doesn't necessarily matter how you do it. But that's something I want to leave for you guys 
where yeah. you should probably start doing it sooner than later yeah. so you can figure out what those things are for yourself and, and take those yeah. steps forward that are necessary well, for you. And then let me leave with this because this is a perfect segue into how do you do that if you were to do that. And I think there's three, if you were to take out a piece of paper right now and write two lines down the center of the paper to create three different columns, at the top of the first column, you're just going to simply write, I am. Okay, in the top of the second column, you're going to write, because this is, it's important because, and, and wait, and this is important because the last column, you're just going to simply write, so that I can achieve. And basically, you're going let, to, let's use an example. So I am an action taker. So I'm going to write action taker as my first, you know, identity. I'm an action taker. And this is important to me because when I take action, I get things done. And when I get things done, you know, the people around me are happier and I feel a sense of growth. Okay. Why, why is this um, important to me or what would I like to achieve because of this? Well, if I can be an action taker and maintain that sense of growth, I can achieve the financial dreams that I have. I can achieve the, um, you know, I would be able to have more money to be able to contribute more to others, more resources. So there for me, those are things that this is, these are much more intrinsic, you know, type of type of statements that I'm making, but like, you can do that for yourself. And then you just go back again to the, I am, and then, you know, who are you? What do you, how do you identify? You know, for me, I'm an action taker. That's the first thing I, I see, but we can go down that line and just create, I am a dad. I, this is important to me because it's important that my children know that I love them because for me as a child, my dad wasn't in the picture. I didn't feel loved. You know, I didn't feel that. And I know what it's like to not have it. And I know what it's like to have it now because me and my dad have a much better relationship than I did in my childhood. But I don't want that for my kids. And so I, I know like those are impo- things that are highly valued to me. And what's important about achieving that is because... If I, if my kids feel like they love me, they're going to be more confident. They're going to feel like they can come to me in times of need and not feel like they have to avoid me. And I'll therefore be able to contribute more as a parent if that door is open versus being closed. So these are deeply, deeply seated things that are really important to me. All of those things I just talked about, those two kind of identities, values, and and goals for me are things that are going to drive me forward in my life. And I think that if you just sit down and you write down those three columns and just go through that practice, you're going to find out things about yourself that are going to really help you get on the path to succeeding at those goals that you have. They're going to have deeper meaning, deeper purpose, and overall, you're just going to be happier and more fulfilled, right? Because you you've now developed a sense of growth with yourself because you're you're doing more you're 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 growing as a human being because you're learning about yourself you're able to contribute more to others, um, and and the world becomes a better place when there's more people like that in it right so. That, that that's amazing, Mike. Oh yeah. man, you guys got it. You got to try that. I think that's something that I want to do. That was yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you if you do try those things and you and you hit a little bit of a roadblock, um, please reach out to us, right? We'd be more than happy to help. Or if you're not sure what the next step is after that, all you got to do is ask, guys. We're here for you. If you enjoyed any part of this episode, please share it with someone who can benefit from it. And if you haven't already, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can get new episodes as soon as they're released. We'd love to hear your number one takeaway from the show. So please head over to Instagram where we are at the coach's mind and send us a DM with your thoughts. That's at the coach's mind without the E, just the singular version. 
Lastly, we want to keep bringing you amazing, valuable content each week. And for us to do that, we need your support. It would mean the world to us if you would go to anchor.fm backslash the coach's mind, click on support this podcast, and consider a small monthly donation to keep this podcast going. You can give as little as 99 cents a month, and it would really allow us to keep developing content to share and help you become a better coach.